Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Hello, a friend. It is Angie Austin. Thanks so much for joining us for the good news. We've got the Michelles, Michelle Ron and Michelle Betts, Beatrice Bruno, the Drill Sergeant of Life, and Cindy Marsh. We're authors, speakers, businesswomen, and just, you know, regular Christian women trying to live our lives as best we can and try to walk the talk and put our faith into action in everyday life. Welcome, Amen. ladies. Amen. Wow. Thank you so much. Fabulous to be, to be here. Oh, so good to have you, Michelle. I'm so glad you're here with us Me this too. week. Huh? Then you're going back to Florida, right? And then we'll be without you till spring till may okay till may we, we love having you here all right let's talk a little bit about a good news story and then i want to talk to you about a basketball game for third graders and the ref told me he had to call the police because the coach wouldn't start stop using the f word and screaming in his face so he finally called the technical and then he called the game and then the parents crowded around him then he called the cops and then i had fox news call me and want to do the story but to be honest with you i don't even know the ref's name i just know the ref because uh he refs so many of our games and i just started chatting with him at walmart and he told me the story of what happened last weekend so let's start with good news and then we'll get to all of that because (laughs) i have to tell you my pet peeve when i put these things on facebook my pet peeve is everybody starts pointing fingers politically somehow. And I am sorry whether you like who's running the country or not. What happens in my house has nothing to do with the White House. So stop getting on my Facebook page when I say, look how great my kid's outfit is, or she won an award. Well, if we had somebody else running the country, maybe <laughs> we wouldn't have these problems. And it's like, stop That's hijacking so my page. True. Stop true. hijacking my page. Oh, my gosh. So let's do, let's do. <laughs> Let's do, you like my new nail polish color? Well, if we didn't have that president, maybe I would. Like, okay, that's not why I posted this. Stop hijacking my page. That is have so your true. political discussion somewhere else. I don't. I, I'm on the That's radio talking. A good one. I talk about politics on the radio good. for four hours a morning. Find your own page to complain on. Okay. So wow. let's uh, let's oh, <clears throat> welcome to the good news. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about uh, this good news story involving a bike MacGyver. Explain, Dave. This guy is so cool. So this is Boyd Hooper. Uh, from Wisconsin or uh, St. Pa- Minnesota, Paul, Care. Minnesota. And may go. I just give you a little Care. bit about him? He's kind of a, a, He's a TV radio buddy of mine. He also did bad news like I did on TV where you have uh, breaking news, 17 people killed in a fire. And we got overwhelmed by it, and we got sick of it. So he went to his boss at Care in Minneapolis, the NBC affiliate, and I worked for the NBC affiliate in Los Angeles, and said, hey, I want to do good news now. And he said, Angie, the only reason this works is because people share these all over the world, and they get tons of traffic on the Internet without the internet they probably wouldn't let him do good news Hmm. now proceed Dave. yes so this guy is great so this is a man who owns a bike shop he's a lifelong skate and bike builder and he uh saw a video of a disabled little girl on a bike that he had made and so he made it his life's mission and i think it's one of the coolest stories freedom hello 
wheeled this way. Wheels and spokes and freedom. Biking, pedaling, best as you can. Freedom forged by a callous-handed, oh, garage-minded, spark-spangled champion of those in need of freedom. She's pointing out, I want a bike, you know, I want to ride a bike. Her feet don't touch the pedals. Those feet. How are you doing? Those feet belonging. Busy girl. To three-year-old Carly McDermott. There we go. Need a hand. That is the smallest they make. Because a princess bike still isn't small enough. Exactly. Yes. For Bobby Joe and Adams. Princess. The short name is S-E-M-D Strudwick. Who's on there? Carly has a form of dwarfism. Lila. I like it. Has cerebral palsy. I guess I'm gas. Maddie. And her sister Sydney. <laughs> have heart transplants, <laughs> all among the children on bikes, <laughs> because of Jack Carlson. They said it wasn't possible, and here he is picking up all these different parts and putting it together in this like puzzle. There's always a way. I cried because I didn't know if I'd ever see my kids ride a bike. Freedom. Yeah, total freedom. My parents won't let me yet because they don't have enough skill yet, but I want to ride my bike to the park because there's a really close park here. Layla's freedom. It's more than a bike. That's what Carly's parents <laughs> want for their daughter, too. And what's driving Jack in the autumn of a 40-year bike business career. It was almost getting me to the point where I wanted to get out of it. You know, I just, just tired of the same old thing. And then this came along and kind of restarted the spark. Jack's cell phone, one of his bikes, and a video of a mom and daughter he's watched a hundred times. Freedom. This is the best thing I do. And now at the Strauss Skate and Bike Shop, where Jack earns his living. 14 inches right here from seat to floor. It's about to be. And there's only one like it. Carly's turn. Let's see how she likes it. What is that? <sighs> That's your bike, honey. Put your feet apart. Look at the big girl. Look at that. Wheels up on Carly's first taste of freedom. Makes me happy she can be like other kids. Keep turning. Good job, Carly. Freedom stored for a hundred summer days ahead. This way. In a garage. Do you like your bike? Mm -hmm. Freedom born in one, two. Every kid should be able to ride a bike. Bye, Mom. It's just a freedom thing. Okay, it's I love this. Way. It reminds me of the guy that did the water park for disabled right, kids exactly. and the non the regular kids, whatever you want to call them, and the disabled kids, they get to go to the water park together and they have special wheelchairs that they mm -hmm. can take through the water. It is amazing and I love it when um, you give a child with a disability who is differently abled the ability to be like the other kids. Right, and I, awesome. I I recommend looking at the video too if you can find it online just because that little girl Carly, the one with the dwarfism, is the cutest little thing and she is so happy when she gets her bike and I just Aww. thought it was awesome. It's th that kind of story, uh, I'm, I'm crafty at home. I have a lot of, I wish I had a bigger shop and some more tools, but when I get to retirement age, I think that's what I'm going to do is build things like that for somebody. Wouldn't that be cool? Yep. I just think we there's so many people that are handy and have a gift and uh, you, you just...
have to think about how you could share your gift with others. And I think about, uh, Michelle, you and I really enjoyed the story of the man who lost his wife and he was in his 90s and he decided to put a pool in his backyard because <laughs> he didn't want to be lonely. lonely right. Okay, well, his gift is Love loving it. children. And now they come, they flock to him because Aww. he's got a pool in his backyard. That's you know, it doesn't get any better. I mean, I've experienced in my own life. Um, I have a, God gave me a gift of creativity. And um, I just, I use it in all kinds of ways. And one way that I'm creative is I cut hair. I, um, I had a hair salon in Saudi. And I came back to America and I started, uh, I was, had a job. I didn't want to cut hair for my job, but I wanted to still go forward because I love cutting hair. So I, ha- I started a street ministry in Denver for eight years. And that is how I used the gift that God gave me. But it came around to be such a blessing and so if anybody's out there and you're thinking of a passion or a gift that you have in any little way and you share that forward in any little way, I'm just here to tell you, you will be more blessed than the people that you're giving your gift to. Mm-hmm. And every single time I went, no matter how tired I was, what else I was doing in my world, which was a lot because I was working full time and doing many other things, I always came away feeling so peaceful, so blessed, so happy. And so I just encourage anybody, um, whether it's cooking or whether it's cleaning houses or organizing or, you know, being a handyman or being a carpenter or any little thing you're good at. Just think about that and how to share it in the community. And if you're not sure, I mean, I think there's so many of us that that automatically say, oh, no, that's her, but it's not me. I'm just me, and I just go to the grocery store, and I do this or that. We all, every single one of us, God has given us unique, a gift, a blessing, more than one. And so if we're not sure what that gift is, if we're really not sure, then you pray about it. Heavenly Father, show me what it is that you would have me use that you alone have given me. Mark Batterson is fabulous in that. In his book, Soul Print, he says, we are each given our unique and special gifts. And it isn't just something that we're just supposed to sit upon. It is our responsibility to use them for his kingdom. And literally, if people are complimenting you on a certain thing and you poo-poo it, you are literally saying, oh, you know, I'm really not, God didn't give me that. Uh, no. I say it's a kicking sand in God's face mm-hmm. when Good you don't point. take a gift and acknowledge right. it. Good or, point. You know, mm-hmm. you, you told me something once, Michelle, I'll never forget. I, I asked you a couple of years back, uh, do, you, do you have anything you would change in your walk mm-hmm. or anything you regret? And you talked about how you wish, wished that when you were younger, you listened to Jesus more. Explain that. I just wish I would have surrendered more. I always felt I knew Jesus. Honestly, I did. Um, but after the Columbine, I just started from ground zero. And, and the day that I, of the shooting, you had a heart attack. Right, yeah. And that cha- was you were in the hospital. Correct. Six days in ICU and, and whatever. But the point is that... As I when I talk to my I'm I'm passionate about mops, mothers of preschoolers. And uh, when I talk to my young moms um, there, you and Michelle, Angie and Michelle are in positions now with younger children and you're shaping that child. You are you are molding that child for God's kingdom. And and I always felt that Jesus was with me, but I never completely fully surrendered until catastrophe hit. Um, And so I always say to my mops, moms, you know, the only thing I regret is that I didn't surrender earlier. 
that I have now. now. A lot of people will hear, you know, okay. even and Beatrice says like, well, you know, I heard the Lord say to me, whatever. I don't hear no. a voice. I, no. hear, I have a feeling. It's in your heart. It's in your soul. Yeah. It's just, um, it's something that just overwhelms the inner part of you. And um, God did that. And I'm very grateful. Um, I'm grateful he's given me extra time to be here, but I'm not going to squander that because there's a reason he's given me these mm -hmm. extra mm -hmm. times. And Cindy just had a horrific life experience in January. Well, you don't take those things lightly. No, it's you, changed her. You, well, it does change you because you realize, oh my goodness, this is something that's been given me. It's extra time. Yeah. And if and that's in when I was in the hospital with Columbine, my my statement coming out of there was I took the the philosophy of Vonette Bright, and Vonette Bright's philosophy was the fact that God has me living means He has something left for me to do. Amen. Now. What is it you want, God? Right. And to be clear and open and surrender. It's so funny you say that because I said today and in my head, I was like, what, God? Yeah, exactly. I said, I said, oh, my gosh, I just said that. Like, what? Like, I know something's going on. I know there's sure. something I'm supposed to be doing. I know there's some opportunity in my life that I'm supposed to be better pursuing or an attitude adjustment. There's something. And I literally said in my head while I was taking a bath today, what God? And I said, did you just say like, what God to God? Like, what God? Like, what? what's your deal? Like, he you know, knows speak your up. Heart. He you know, knows like, what, your heart. what is it, God? Come on. It's all right. Up? And you his know? timing is everything. And I love, love the statement and I use it a lot. God is in control. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. But He's given me free will yes. to be responsible That's right. for what I do with that control. Mm -hmm. And um, God is in charge, but he's given me the ability to be in control for his kingdom. That's and that's right. up to listening to him. I have a, a thought process that I just want to share. And this is something that helps me share my gifts. And it becomes not a big deal. It just becomes an everyday thing in life. And I call it, in my mind, it, I, I think baby steps. And if I have any little thing that I'm thinking of doing, rather than trying to make it this bigger-than-life deal, um, maybe my neighbor is sick that day, and I can make chicken noodle soup, okay? <laughs> I make a really good chicken noodle soup. Yeah, so yeah. I'll just go make the soup. And Michelle sends cards. I love that. I'll go make the soup and yeah. take it over. That's one way of sharing your gift. Okay, and it's just one little example. And I example. think baby steps mm -hmm. even towards your goal. Like if you want to work with animals, don't become a vet tomorrow. Why don't you volunteer at the animal shelter one day a week or one day a month? Like take these little steps where you put your toe in the water and see if this is a match for you to pursue this type of this, yeah. passion for whatever. So it's just one, you know, one baby step steps. at a time, one right. little baby step at a time. Make the phone call, send the card. Uh, follow through or if you what if you think follow of something through. that you know you have a gift in whatever that may be look around in your community maybe even somebody that you don't even know and think how you could go to that person and do one thing and it's just a great way to move forward feels good on both sides it most definitely does I um, hate that I keep bringing up my divorce, but sorry, oh, it's, it's like the biggest thing to happen to me. It was your life, sure, <laughs> sure. Um, and they're all still very close. I mean, I was just with all of them this weekend, including her ex. Yes. They said they're together a lot. Of all the time, you know, because we're doing things with Activities, the kids. right. Yeah. Um, but what you were saying, Cindy, um, I have been on both sides of that, and I think having my divorce helped me see both sides very clearly. Some people came out of the woodwork and did the most generous things for me and they don't even know what they did like they did little things to help me 
get through what I was going Unpack through. Unpack your boxes. Yeah, she found dropped a Bible off some, on her um, doorstep. My friend dropped a Bible off and, uh, and lotions and all this stuff on my doorstep one evening. One lady in the store saw that I was distraught and I was there with my three kids. And this is like my husband, ex-husband just moved out. And she stopped and prayed for me in the store, you know. And seeing having that happen to me changed how I go about treating others because it made me realize that even the most simple things you can do for people you know, especially without them having to ask. You know, people, when they're in distraught, they're not going to always come out and ask. Sometimes they're just they going to sit how. in the corner and rock. And you need to go to the corner and be like, I, what can I do for you? How can I help you? Mm-hmm. Or just give them a hug. Just show them that you love them. Um, but you can't always wait for people to reach out for help because they're not going to. Um, so I think that's the best thing that you can do for Absolutely. people. Absolutely. And people in my generation, where my life journey... Many are going home to live with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you, you do not say to someone who has just lost a spouse or a, a family friend, well, call me if you need me. Well, duh, I'm not going to call you. No. You just whip up your little self and you figure out what you can do to help that person. Yes. And what you're saying is the hug. I mean, and listen, listening. And, mm-hmm. Or know. just being there. Just being show there up. is it. Without That's right. saying a word. Yes. Just, I'm here. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I don't like the, um, let me know if you need anything. No, it yeah. doesn't mean a thing. No, it doesn't. But I understand where they're coming from. Yes. I do. They want to do, most of them want to do something. And so that's the common, that's what you say. But it does not help. You it know what doesn't. I learned from you, Michelle, Ron, was uh, <clears throat> when something like that happens, I actually said, started saying, I don't know what to tell you right now. I don't know what to say, but I want to say something to you. So I don't know what else. And before that, I would say, oh, call me if you need me. Mm-hmm. And I realized how uh, awkward and weird and pointless that is. But just saying, I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I want to say something. I want you to know that I love you. And so I learned that from you. And oh, just saying that, you. I think, is a big step forward. It is. Thank you. Well, I've learned also that a lot people, I think, in general, a lot of people have no idea how to deal with grief. Right. Exactly. Because in the, initially, I was kind of angry with sure. a lot of people. Because I'm sure. like, you were not there. None of you people were there for me. <laughs> right. But then after a while, you realize that people really don't know what they to say. They do not. They think that maybe they're not a close enough friend with you to have a conversation about your personal life. Or that you may not want them delving into your business or whatever. And to be honest with you, I think many people in our circle of friends, I don't think I knew for a long time because you all do things together so much that I about fell over when I found, I'm like, what? What? Yeah. It was not like something that was in my thought process Mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. And so I think that people may not have even realized for a little while. And people, my husband is an example. Does He's not good at coming to someone like that because and his reasoning is I don't want to invade their space yes duh this is the time to invade right. their space right. you know uh-huh. to just give them a hug and let them know well you know exactly. I guess that's why God has given me what he's given me because I pray for people in a heartbeat mm-hmm. it doesn't uh, even bother me right. and you know because you're bold about Christ I am yep I am. And God has given me the words of comfort that they need at that particular moment. Time. Exactly. And so it's nothing for me to say, come on here, 
boo, let me pray for you. Hands on. What a beautiful That's gift it. you have. Yeah. And, and that is a comforting one. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Amen. For me, it is. I yeah, can tell is. you that. I agree. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. So we're going to talk about the, ba- the the great basketball fiasco that I got mm. the uh, the call from from uh, you know, a local TV station. And I, I really couldn't get involved because I didn't even know the ref's name. But he uh, I'd stopped him in the grocery store, and then he t- t- stopped me for 10 minutes and told me the story. So I'm going to save it for tomorrow because I think it speaks a lot about, uh, uh, you know, the way we're raising kids and the example we set for kids, the things we say from the stands, the way we talk to coaches, the way t- coaches talk to the kids the way coaches talk to the refs that we are losing that respect that element of respect that i think that uh is part of what makes makes the world go round and then i also when i post something on facebook i'm not inviting you to start a political discussion over my nail new nail polish color or whatever (laughs) so under this then somebody started bringing up politics i'm like "Wait, wait 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 how i raise my kids in my house has nothing to do with the White House. I'm not going to point fingers and blame other people for why people behave badly at a game. It all comes back to me and my family and how I raise my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, I want to talk about that. And then also, uh, you may have heard about the suicide of a 16-year-old boy in Southern California. And his suicide notes came out. And I think it's a real eye-opener for us yeah. as parents about the pressures we're putting on our kids. Michelle, you're in real estate. What's your website? Um, porchlightgroup.com. Beatrice, you are a speaker. DrillSergeantOfLife.com And writer, Michelle. Michelle at MichelleAron.com And Cindy and I, you can find us both at AngieAustinRadio.com If you have questions about any of the guests, please uh, just uh, find me on my, um, my webpage and shoot me a note. We'll be right back. The good news of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. It's Angie. Hey, would you like to donate items? You know, maybe some old sporting equipment, old furniture, old clothing. You'd like the tax write-off. You'd like to help others, but it's kind of a hassle to gather it all up and drop it off, and you're just too busy. Well, guess what? Ark Thrift Stores, they will come right to you, to your house, pick up your items, and leave you your tax write-off donation form. How do you do that? Call 303-238-JANE. 238-5263. And again, all of these items that you donate, they help people right in our own community. Uh, they help people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And what better thing to do with your items that you no longer need than to help others? I shop at ARC all the time. I get my kids sporting equipment, gotten a rocking chair. I've gotten boots there. I have a purse that's amazing that still had the tags on it. It's a coach bag and I got it at ARC. I shop there and I help others and I donate my items about once every month or two and I call 303-238-JANE and they come right to my house with the truck and they pick everything up. Check it out. Again, 303-238-JANE. Welcome back to The Good News. Robert Bakke is joining us. He is an author and a speaker with quite a colorful past and we are going to be talking about passing on healthy habits to our kids. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself because you have a pretty uh, interesting background. Well, it, it is. It's a really blessed background. Um, uh, it, I'm not looking for sympathy here, but I grew up that skinny little kid in school. In fact, I was the I was the kid that was picked last in gym class, pretty much every single day. And and uh, to give you an idea of what that looked like as a as a senior in high school, yes, I was five foot ten, but I was only 130 pounds. I was. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, I was nothing but a bone-thin klutz. I was that kid that wore a T-shirt to the beach so no one would laugh at my ribcage, the whole thing. And then um, in college, and it's a long story why I got frustrated enough to do this, 
But I sat down and I decided that I would read the New Testament, not the whole Bible, just the New Testament. Mm -hmm. and, and that was out of a frustration. And I ended up reading it side by side in two versions, a King James version and then something called a paraphrased edition, which broke it down and made it really easy. And what was interesting was that while I did that, it took three and a half weeks, my entire life pivoted. And I, I saw all these visions for my life, and I truly believed in my heart that God was asking me, skinny little klutz me, to prove to the world that all things were possible. And so I took off on a bunch of journeys that everyone said couldn't be done. And uh, uh, I took a number of notes along the way, wrote a book about it. And, and then uh, uh, one of the things that happened last year uh, was we, we hit number one on Amazon. And I encourage everybody to, to check this book out. It's only $3.03 on ebook, actually. But we wrote a book called Prayer at Full Throttle. And uh, it's about miracles and tapping into the power of God to release miracles in your own life. We included pictures to prove that it works. But, but here's what it's all based on. That five foot 10, 130-pound klutz, I took off to, be, to become a black belt, and everyone said I was too skinny, I was too uh -huh. fragile, I would get punched once and quit, and that I would never make it. But you know what? I became a black belt in Shotokan Karate and a regional champion. I also saw myself running a multi-million dollar company, the big desk, the credenza, the whole dealio, and by the age of 24, I was running a multi-million dollar company. I also saw myself flying jet airplanes because I really loved airplanes. And, and so I also, after that, flew myself into the left seat of a jet. I've been a jet captain for 17 years. Uh, and then we, um, you know, and I also saw myself becoming an author. And uh, now we're a number one best-selling author. And, and, and it's so interesting to me because every step of the way, people said it couldn't be done. They said I would never fly myself into, in, in, into the left seat of a jet. They said it would take too long, cost too much money, I'd be too old. Nobody would ever hire me. And yet I've been a jet captain for 17 years. So there's a huge lesson in everyone who can hear my voice. I'm just telling you this. Um, what you need to do is you need to believe in the power that God has put inside of you. You need to look at the visions that he places into your life. Don't worry about the negative advice. And do these things. Dream bigger. Believe stronger. Work harder. And surround yourself with people that encourage you. And you, you do those things and you stay focused on the call put, uh, that God put on your life. I guarantee you that God will come right down and he will work miracles right through the palms of your hands, just like he did when he worked through little David to take out Goliath. It's the same thing. He'll do it with you. When you mentioned all things are possible, I thought about my favorite verse, Philippians 4.13, all things are possible through Christ who strengthens me. And that's, the whole, that's your message. Well, and, that, and that's such a great verse because there's this overwhelming grace message now that you know, people are saying, well, there's no works anymore. There's no works anymore. And so if you try to do something, they say, oh, no, no, you shouldn't do anything now. We're under grace. But what they're missing is the fact that we're not saved by our works. We don't earn salvation. Right. But once you become a person of faith and you are now walking in faith, mm -hmm. you, you, just, you just hit the ball out of the park, Angie. Jesus said, you know, I can do all things, things through Christ's Christ. So that's God's word. I can do all things through Christ mm -hmm. strengthens me. And, and there you have it, doing. You have, you, you, know, you just have to be able to do things. And, and that's where people blow it. They, they sit and they wait for magic fairy dust, not realizing that God is anxious to work right through, right through your hands, but he needs you to get up and go to work first. 
Love it. Love it. All right, well, let's talk about passing on healthy habits to our kids. You talked about being a young person and deciding that all things were possible. So how do we pass these healthy habits on to our kids? Well, first of all, parents need to, to, to lead the way in their families right now. Um, it's, it's almost troubling to watch right now how much children are actually running households. I mean, when's the last time you saw a family sit down on a regular basis and have dinner together? Yeah. It, we do, but yeah, you're right. Most people don't. And, and you know, there's just a lot of things people um, need to stop doing, and then they need to start doing other things. You know, for instance, um, we're spending so much time on our little iPads and iPhones that, uh, you know, the stagnation is obviously causing physical problems. But look at it this way. The Bible says that idolatry is anything that takes the place of God in your life. And so I challenge people, what do you spend more time doing? Praying and reading the Bible or staring into your, your, your iPhone, and, and, and that's a scary thought for some people, and it probably steps on some toes. So here's some ways right. to get it. I want you to look at the I and iPhone. Uh, the, the I stands for idolatry, okay? It's your idolatry phone because you're probably spending more time on your iPhone than you are in the Bible. Scary thought. The other thing about the I and iPhone is it's about me, myself, and I. How many people are spending time on social media taking pictures of themselves and Snapchatting it? It's all about us. That is insurvency, and all success comes from servancy. Here's another thing that will really blow your shoes off. I got two, I got two suggestions for you. If, if you look at one of these um, old, um, like a cable network that shows old shows, this was a big epiphany. Last year, I saw a TV show called Emergency. It was a show that was on TV when I was a child. It was about these, um, these fire department EMT guys. It was called Emergency. Well, I haven't seen it for, for probably 20 years. And I watched it last year in 2015. Everybody in the show had a 15-inch or a 30, a 30-inch 30 waistline. Everybody was like these skinny little guys running around. And, I, and it was so noticeable, it caught my attention. And then just this last Christmas season, if you've never seen the movie, it's called Miracle on 34th Street. Mm -hmm. The original, Miracle on 34th Street, best Christmas movie of all time. Everybody needs to run out and get that movie and look at Santa Claus. He's the skinniest Santa Claus you've ever seen. And yet in the movie, they even joke about the fact that the guy they've hired to be Santa Claus doesn't need any padding. They're implying... He's overweight, and, and he just looks like the rest of everybody now. I mean, America has really um, lost track of their fitness, and, and you know, um, th that's really sad because our body really is a temple, and we need to take better uh, care of it. And so here's my dealio. Families need to start having dinner again so they can spend more time together, which means maybe saying no to your kids. You know, they don't have to do everything. You can tell them no and teach them some patience. Yeah. But then here's one word, Angie, and this is to all your listeners. Put your phones down, all of you, and remember recess. Remember recess when you were a kid? You played yeah. every day in school. Every day kids played and had fun and they laughed and they communicated and they competed and they won and they lost and they scraped their elbows and they had fun. And for some reason, as we age, recess goes away which it doesn't have to, doesn't matter how old you are, you should still be outside playing and having fun and the day will come when you realize you need to get back to doing that. But families really need to play together again. I grew up hearing that a family that plays together stays together. Mm -hmm. Well, what's the divorce rate, 52%? Yeah. Hey, here's a tip. 
The family that plays together stays together, and there's all kinds of benefits in that. You know, I have to say, I think that we love adventures, and I love to plan all kinds of fun things with my kids, and we do it all together. We roller skate together. We rock climb together. You know, we go to the pool together and go down the slide together, whatever it is, and it's a ton of fun. I have a scooter just like they have a scooter, and I just think that when you ask a kid, well, at least my kids, what's your favorite? what was your favorite part of a day-to-day? What was your most magical part of the day at school? They generally say recess because they love to play. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know what it is. I've seen the statistics on, on not just, you know, daily physical activity, but also on laughter. And I don't have them right in front of me, but basically it says this, that, you know, I, I'm going to pick some numbers that will be close. But with children, they laugh like, you know, 300 times a day, and they're tremendously healthy. And then by, like, you know, their 30s, they're laughing like, you know, 30 times a day and they're a little less healthy and then by the time you're 50 you're lucky to laugh three times a day and you know and of course health is deteriorating even further and you know the, the bible says that joy is good medicine <laughs> yeah. Hello? I mean there's a direct correlation between recess laughter joy physical fitness good health I mean, come on, those are where we need to be. So let's get our mindset back to that. I don't know if you saw this, but recently there was a study, a school giving, is giving kids, it said, you won't believe what happened when a school gave kids four recess breaks a day. And they actually excelled because their brain needs that break. Oh, it doesn't surprise me. In college, one of the things that was a breakthrough for me was someone said, study 45 minutes and take a break. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, 45 minutes, I'm just getting started. And yet, really, it was true. Study 45 minutes, just get up, take a little break, have a you know, swig of soda or whatever the case might be, and walk around a little bit and sit back down. It, you know, we, we don't pay enough attention to the little 20-minute power nap over lunch or something like that. Right, right. It, I mean, it's so true. There's so many things we can do to be more uh, productive and more healthy and more physically fit. And, you know, and, and I'll tell you right now, from, from a national level, you know, the the... the the more enthusiastic you are about your life, the more capable you feel. And, and really that, can, can, that, that momentum can lead right into achieving bigger and bigger goals in your life. And there's a tremendous laughter, not laughter, but a, a joy and a satisfaction that's um, connected directly um, to achieving bigger goals in your life. And there's really no bigger goal than the calling that God puts on your life. And I, I encourage everybody, and I, I'm just a living example of how somebody who doesn't think they have the power to make it um, can actually be used by God and achieve the impossible. Absolutely. And, so, and you have, you know, a passion for encouraging others to do the same. So, you know, having dinner with your family, spending time with your family, you know, showing your kids by example healthy habits in your own life. Um, what what else do you have a passion for in this whole uh, arena, passing this on to your kid, uh, you know, kids, pardon me, um, you know, in terms of eating, I think that so I, I just feel sorry for a kid when it comes to healthy eating habits and the they're overweight and the parents are overweight. And I feel it's such a disservice to the child. And I know the parents battling their own demons, but it's so unfair to set your child up for bullying and failure and diabetes. And it breaks my heart when I see it. And yes, I'm sure there are a few instances where the child may, may have a health issue that exasperates their, exacerbates their problem. But in general, the problem is eating too much of the wrong foods. You know, I, you, the words too much, you just 
nailed it. You know, and I'll defer this to a, a guy who's really focused on physical fitness, and that's Sly Stallone. And you know, it, it's interesting to me. Um, he was on Larry King, Sylvester Stallone, the guy that played yeah. Rocky. If you don't yeah. know, this, but you know, the guy who played Rocky. Yeah, he's, he's in a new movie now, and he's uh, getting a lot of accolades for that. People yeah. say he's outstanding. Yeah, you know, he's a, he's an amazingly talented and, and intelligent man. And I had heard him. I was out uh, actually in Montana. And he was on Larry King, and Larry King was quizzing him on his ability to stay fit and, and why all these diets fail. And Stallone said this. He said, the first step is you have to understand who you are and what you like. He said, if you're a steak eater, you can try to live on lettuce and water all you want to, but you're going to go back to eating steak because you're going to be who you are. So accept that. And then he said, there's only two more things. Reduce your portions and increase your exercise, and this is the example he used. He was kind of being sarcastic, but he said, if you're eating three pizzas a day, cut it to two pizzas a day and get a little exercise, even if it means grabbing a toothpaste tube and twisting it back and forth ten times. But he said, we all have to reduce our intake and increase our exercise, and it's no more complicated than that, but people won't do it. And when you just use the words too much, you hit the nail on the head. Our portion control in this country has gone bananas. Yeah, I agree. We have to eat smaller portions and just eat slower <laughs> and exercise more. It's not rocket science, but it's a matter of your ability um, to commit to do it. It's about willpower. And, and uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's so simple, but yet so difficult to execute. But Isn't that funny? It is so simple, but difficult to execute. You know, you, you talked in your notes to me, you mentioned kids spending more time on video games and watching TV, uh, get the kids moving more. You mentioned, you know, the family activities and fun and adventures like we do, whether it in, involves hiking or um, you know, ice skating, sledding, all of these things are so much fun. Just think about how much fun you had doing that as a kid. Why why not do it with your kids as an adult? Right. And then when you mention the Bible, you say so many things come up in the news regarding the, the Bible and people complain or I don't want that, you know, in my child's school play. I don't want any mention of scripture like the uh, line, uh, the uh, Charlie Brown play that was at a kindergarten. I didn't want it mentioned, you know, the scripture from Luke, the parents, uh, one parent was up in arms. But you say a lot of people don't even actually read the book that they're so offended by. <laughs> Uh, okay, this is another um, kind of awful and astonishing statistic, but best case, only 8% of Christians have read the New Testament, and I'm not even talking about the whole Bible. I'm talking about just the New Testament, which is, as you know, is you know, essentially the, you know, the agreement we're living under now. Very few people have ever even read it, and if you do read it, you'll, you'll say exactly what I said when I read it back in college. I said, why in the heck did they... Why in the heck don't they teach you this stuff in church? And I used to say, like, what is everybody fighting about? First of all, if you read the New Testament, there's nothing in there that's even worth fighting about. But there's in there, 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 there are things in there that, that are worth fighting for. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other thing is, uh, you know, people just need to toughen up and understand this, that so many people have been trained to be offended. Right. They, have been, they have been told what people can't tell them. And, 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 and quite frankly, if you speak one of those things, people will even call you dirty names, and we hate being called dirty names. But let's not forget the First Amendment. We have the right to say what is on our mind. And when people tell us, well, you can't mention the Bible, that is an infringement on our First Amendment rights. 
you know, the Bible doesn't tell us to be weak, cowardly, passive, and live in the shadows. That's what a lot of religion will tell you, but Jesus didn't tell us that. The New Testament tells us to be strong and to be courageous and to speak boldly. And it's a completely different mindset. And if we take things in context, I'll give you a great one. The word meek, we were, we were told that Jesus was, well, he was meek. Well, okay, but in its Greek context, which the word, I mean, the New Testament's written in Greek, the word meek was a military term originally associated with their military horses, and meek actually means strength under control. So we are to be strong and controlled, but that doesn't mean passive and live like a church mouse. I mean, everything in the New Testament will only help a person's life. So, hey, you know what? Everybody needs to just learn to get unoffended. Don't be afraid of persecution. Say what's on your mind. It's your First Amendment right. And I guarantee you this, that Jesus knows a lot more about what's best for you than your neighbor, the plumber, who yells at you for mentioning the book of Matthew. You know, I um, I was looking, I, we have to wrap up the interview, and I want you to have a moment here, a minute to kind of uh, s- summarize and, you know, offer people what you want them to walk away from this interview with, what you want them to think, feel, go over. Um, and you mentioned in the, at the end of your notes, how does all of this that, you know, we talked about relate to America being both a Christian and a prosperous nation? Talk about that as we <laughs> well, wrap things up. First of all, we have to get the Bible back at the forefront. We are a God-blessed nation. All of our founding documents, were 60% of the content comes directly out of Bible Scripture. In fact, the Founding Fathers used nine different preachers to help them get the Bible Scripture right uh, when they formed the founding documents. You know, we, we have to understand that the $19 trillion in debt this nation is going to collapse under is non-biblical. God's Word says a nation shall never borrow but only lend. And so we we should be a debt-free nation. We have to gun down entitlements and take those away. We're supposed to help people who are in need and and need a hand up, but that doesn't mean just give money to lazy people who don't want to work. That's not biblical either. So we we need to get the Bible back into the forefront of this nation. We start, we need to start believing that all things are possible again, and that includes you, because a nation isn't as great as its government. The nation is only as great as you are. If you can hear my voice right now, I'm talking to you. America is only as great as you are. So you need to dream bigger, believe in the talents God gave you, and unleash them on this country. That's what we need from everyone. All right, Robert, how do we find you and your books? Well, you know what? Uh, Prayer at Full Throttle, number one bestseller, is available on, uh, on Amazon, or you can go to uh, robertbakke.com B-A-K-K-E and uh, buy a paperback I'll sign it and send it to you awesome God bless you Robert thank you thank you so much and hello again to all of your listeners have a great day come show your Olympic spirit with YMCA of the Rockies this year Snow Mountain Ranch is your passport to Olympic fun join us as we cheer on Team USA with Winter Olympics themed weekends running each weekend from January 26th to February 25th. Just pick up an Olympics passport at the program's desk and get a stamp for every activity you complete. It's your passport to fun. Once your passport is full, you can enter to win a two-night stay in a lodge room at Snow Mountain Ranch. Visit snowmountainranch.org for more information. That's snowmountainranch.org. YMCA of the Rockies is the place to take your family this Olympic season. It's like a trip to the Winter Olympics without having to leave your own backyard. 
Hey, it's Angie. Are you trying to lose weight? Then you'll want to hear about Dr. Jillian's program because I'm on it. And Dr. Jillian, welcome. Thank you. Good morning. It's great to chat with you. I'm so excited to hear about your first week on our program. Okay, so Dr. Jillian Chichetti and I have become friends and she said about this program that she'd lost 16 pounds after she had her baby and I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Worst, right? Like, you know, I've heard about everybody's <laughs> program, blah, blah, blah. But then I right. showed me your pictures. I'm like, well, that's pretty impressive. You kept the weight off for a, a year now. And I'm like, well, that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And then you showed me pictures of your mom and your brother. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty impressive. And then talked about all your patients who'd had success. Then I came back from Christmas and I went like, <laughs> quite what I weighed when I was pregnant, but definitely had my mother-in-law's Italian cooking well-placed on my body. And, Yum. <laughs> and on my first week, I lost five and a half pounds. I know, isn't that That's great? amazing. And I think if I know, if I heard correctly, you still have a couple of days to actually finish your entire first week, right? Yes, yes. And I mm-hmm. am, I'm, I, I'm very thrilled. And I could tell right away, like, that it was working. I can just tell with my body right away. I could just tell, oh, well, this works for me. Because, you know, certain plans work better than others. And um, the reason I think this works for me is a couple of reasons. I'm always full because you get plenty of meals. I eat six times a day. Yeah. And, um, in, and the way that I've set it up with my coach that I work with through you uh, is, and by the way, I think this is a very economical plan. So I want to start right there. When you hear I have a it coach, is. you're probably like, oh, this is outrageous. No, it's not. I think this is very affordable. And so that was another thing I was happy about. But I like the food. And here's why it works for me. I eat enough times per day. So I eat six times per day. And I like mm-hmm. the food. And so, yes, it's not a big meal. Some We call these fuelings. And I have to say, yes. with uh, Dr. Jillian Chichetti's pro, uh, program, and I call her Dr. Jillian, I need sweets. And that really helps me. And some of the um, fuelings, although healthy and full of protein, do have a sweet flavor to them, whether it be, um, you know, my bar or my shake. Those are two of my favorites with the sweets. But there is a brownie that my coach suggested that I have, and I ordered enough so every night I can have this little warm brownie that I cook in the microwave. And Mm -hmm. you can do it in the oven if you want. I just don't want to take the 20 minutes. But anyway, to make a long story short, that has really helped me feel satisfied. Right. What weight loss program do you get to eat a warm brownie or a warm chocolate chip cookie before bed every single night? And the pro- <laughs> and there's uh, the protein is just right to keep me satisfied in between. And that's the neat thing. And the other thing that uh, lured me in, it was when you know I'm passionate about health and you're passionate about getting people healthy. And so the yes. ingredients are not a bunch of artificial, sweetened, yucky, not you know, just yucky stuff. It's real food. Yes. All of our fuelings are nutritionally equivalent. So whether you like savory or sweet or crunchy or whatever you like, they're all the same. So you get to personalize your plan. Also, they've all, all the fuelings um, are free of artificial sweeteners and ingredients. So you know that what you're putting in your body is basically rock solid nutrition. I have to say I'm a skeptic and you know, I kind of was because I'm like, well, maybe we'll talk about it. And it was a couple months before and you, you know, I'd bring it up and I'd mention it to you and you, and we discussed it a little and then you gave me a website to check out and uh, I took some, I would say I was a hard sell. I was too. It took me three months of watching other people be successful on that program before I decided to take the plunge myself. Um, As a physician, I was super skeptical as well, but I was so impressed with my results and my family's results that I decided to bring it into my practice. So um, you do not have to come to my office. You do not have to be local, um, you know, in Denver even. 
all of our um, clients are supported remotely. Um, it's mostly through phone, Facebook, and um, you know, video conferencing. We provide education, we provide community, we provide you a coach, and we provide you support. We've helped over 100 people lose over 2,000 pounds in the last year. Um, our group of clients is growing, and I would love to help anybody who's interested in either losing weight or just learning how to eat healthy. I love that. And a couple of different ways to reach Dr. Jillian in her office. The office is North Point Aesthetics. But again, like she said, you can do this anywhere. So loveyourskindenver.com is an easy way to find her. Loveyourskindenver.com. And then the phone number, Dr. Jillian? 303-457-6710. You can call us or text us at that number. 303-457-6710. Excellent. Loveyourskindenver.com. And just tell Dr. Jillian Angie sent you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.